On this Marketing Monday, I'll be discussing, is SEO still relevant this year? Stay tuned. What's up, you guys? Rich Tavishan here. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about, is SEO still relevant this year? Um, now, the short answer is yes. <laughs> and I want to start there because, um, you know, in the, in the digital marketing world, Right. Think of SEO as just one of many different channels or mediums or tools to get you in front of your ideal audience. And there are different flavors of SEO, which I think, um, you know, is a big misconception. SEO is not just one thing. Um, it's a combination of different efforts. It's a combination of different, uh, I'll say disciplines of, diff you know, of different areas of your website, of your local business profile for Google. Um, of getting, you know, connections and links or votes from other people and listings, uh, listings from other sources like Yelp and Home Advisor and like all those, you know, listing service uh, websites. So what I'm going to talk about today is why it's still relevant uh, this year going into and even going into the future with um, search generative uh, AI and artificial intelligence and how it's going to, going to affect, you know, um, the industry going forward. So if you already have listened to me before, thank you all for, you know, listening to me um, and, you know, kind of following the journey here of, you know, my agency, my ad agency, Red Rat Media. We do specialize in SEO and pay-per-click services. Um, we typically try to stick to those, you know, digital marketing channels because the others just don't seem to, to work <laughs> really well. So what we do is we basically combine, you know, SEO with pay-per-click along with our softwares and, you know, our proprietary softwares and whatnot that we've built to help support you um, grow your business. So if you're listening and you want to check us out, please check us out at redwrapmedia.com um, and uh, book a free strategy session for us to have a chat on how we could help you. So um, having said that, SEO is absolutely still relevant today um, and it will probably be for a long time, um, even in the, like, cause think about, think about it like this. Whenever you go to research something or you're looking for entertainment or you're trying to find, you know, something to buy or, just maybe show somebody something funny online, it's typically from either a social media platform um, or you're doing Google search, right? So it's like, hey, check out this funny video. You share a video on Facebook. You show that to the person when you're sitting next to them, like, oh, have you heard, you know, heard about this, whatever. Um, when you're doing research though, typically, and you're you know either looking for a product or service or you're just trying to learn or do some DIY, Google, right, is the main go-to for, in the US anyway, right, in the United States. You know, with other countries, I can't speak to that, but I know for a fact that over 90%, um, you know, market share is Google in terms of search engines. So having said that, if you're familiar with the 80-20 rule, you know, why would you focus on, you know, the Bings and the, you know, other search engines, right? If, if the majority of people are searching on Google, then you absolutely need to optimize for Google, in my opinion, rather than spend your time um, with other search engines. Now, other search engines have similar um, sort of SEO tactics, meaning, you know, on-page SEO, off-page SEO, there's technical SEO for performance and linking and sitemaps and all that stuff. But the point is for me today, it's to tell you, um, SEO, first of all, think of it like this. It's an ongoing requirement for your website. Okay. Um, when somebody does a Google search, right? Let's just, I'll just quickly do a Google search for um, let's just say digital marketing, right? So if I type in digital marketing, 
what's going to happen when I type in digital marketing or any keyword, right, that I'm looking for is whether it's realtor or roof repair or electrician or uh, attorney, you know, in Austin or, you know, whatever the, whatever the keywords people are searching for, the goal is for you to get on page one. Okay. Um, now there are several things that I want to break down here. The first thing, um, is so if you're in the beta, if you're in the artificial intelligence, the AI search and everyday AI beta with Google, um, hopefully this doesn't, you know, date the episode, but the idea is you can generate that AI, um, result. And what I found was, you know, and with the team, we reviewed several results and what we found was it's doing a couple of things. It's just generative AI right now is primarily taking, um, similar search results that you would see on page one anyway, and basically moving them to the top. Okay. So if you type in anything and you're using search generative AI, you're going to get a combination of, um, lo- primarily local results, right? Because it's more relevant, right? If you're, if you're searching for something, you probably want to see something locally. So what Google is doing now with search generative AI is it's providing not only local information, right? Local business profile map listings, which you absolutely need to want to make sure that you're optimizing for, but also blog posts from outside of your local area as well. So you can think of it like a curated list of listings or, or pages um, that Google is using generative AI to display. So whether it's, you know, AI listings or non AI listings, which is the current, you know, results set now in Google, you absolutely want to still create content, right? So having useful blog posts, right? Useful content like we have at redwrapmedia.com slash blog, where it's educational by nature, it actually provides unique content. It's not regurgitated AI from Chad GPT or anything like that. It's very unique and authentic based on my experience, based on the team's experience and based on, you know, the results that we get for our clients. So, um, the point here is let's, you know, starting with generative AI, Google is still going to display content, right? So you have to be in the content game, meaning blog posts, page posts, right? Like creating pages that are actually useful, meaning that, people are searching for these keywords. So for example, the reason why I even decided to talk about this topic of is SEO still relevant is because it's a high volume keyword search term, right? When people are searching for SEO, they're typically asking that question about is SEO still relevant? Like, is it still a thing? And if you're, you know, if you just Google SEO as a, as a layman or somebody new, that's going to be a common question for you. So what I'm doing is creating content to address that question, right? And hopefully it's, it's uh, useful <laughs> for you guys right now. So starting at the top, like I said, generative AI um, is not going to replace SEO. It's going to just be like an enhanced version of, you know, the, the tactics and the things that you have to do to support SEO so that you are still relevant and on top of the page, right? Now, as far as the sponsored ads, the Google search ads that display as well, I don't know where Google intends on placing them, but I would imagine they're still going to prioritize their ads above their generative AI. Right now in the beta of generative AI, it's um, the generative AI results are above the sponsored ads, but I would imagine it's probably going to be the opposite because that's where Google makes their money, right? You pay them for advertising and then you show up at the top of the list. Okay, so all of that to say, when you like, if you, if you're a writer, then you definitely want to be creating content, right? And, and me personally, I love to write, I love to create. So that 
I wouldn't say comes naturally to me, but I've been doing it for so long that I love it and enjoy it. But if you're somebody that has an expertise on a particular subject and you want to share that to people and um, create create a blog post or create some type of post that will be useful, whether it's in your local area or you know worldwide, if you're focused on local, you probably get more um, results or impressions, in which case you need to use things like Google Search Console to make sure that you're tracking that information and the keyword impressions and click-throughs so that you can get ideas for more content, right? So once you're behind the scenes in the Google Search Console, you'll start to see what people are looking for and the impressions that are actually showing up. And then you could use that data to then double down on certain keywords that are higher impressions, but not necessarily high click-through, but higher impressions that you know you might wanna adjust the headings and the titles and the descriptions so people actually click on it because it's more relevant, right? So. Um, aside from search generative AI, let's talk about what else is on the, the results page. So we have sponsored display ads, <clears throat> which also known as Google search ads. Um, Google's going to always prioritize, right? Those because you're paying to play, which um, I kind of mentioned earlier, but when you're doing SEO, don't think of it as the only option for digital marketing, right? Um, on my blog, we basically have, I wrote a book called Digital Marketing Guide, which explains that SEO is only one of many different content marketing or different digital marketing strategies that include content marketing, that includes, there's also paid ads, there's PPC, there's Facebook ads, there's meta ads, right? All these different paid media strategies. Um, There's also email marketing and retargeting, and they all have to work together, right? In unison. So when somebody says like, I just want to do SEO, you're thinking too small, right? You're thinking like very tactical, which is fine, but strategically you want to take a step back and realize like SEO is is a long game because you're creating content and you're optimizing every single month, ideally every single day or week <clears throat> to look at, okay, this is content working, is content not working? Um, you know, is, is the uh, post even being crawled by Google properly, right? Like those are the technical pieces of SEO. Making sure that it's included in the sitemap, making sure that your, um, you know, your XML sitemap has all the URLs in there so that people can see, or Google can see those pages. Um, And most importantly, that your page is optimized for performance, it's quick, it's easy to use, it's mobile friendly. Excuse me. Sorry guys, one second. I get on on a roll here and then I, uh, my throat gets me. So the point of me, the point of me saying this is this, when you think about SEO, I don't think search generative AI is going to significantly change it. So, but it's going to enhance it, and you're going to still need to have relevant results <clears throat> that Google will be able to pull from, so that it can display it. And so, what what I'm seeing right now in the in the sort of beta labs version of search generative AI is it's prioritizing local businesses. So that's an indicator to me to really make sure that you have your your local business profile optimized to make sure that you have your, we call it the NAP listing. So your name, address, and phone number completely uh, matched exactly for other listing services as well. So in other words, if you're, uh, easy example is Yelp. Like, so if you have a listing for Yelp, then you wanna make sure that your Yelp profile matches, like your address, your name, and your profile matches also on Google Maps listing profile. So those have to match. Um, You have to make sure that you are you know, align to the right service name that actually aligns to your business. 
meaning the category assignment. So anyway, the point is to optimize your, um, your local business listing because that's what Google is currently prioritizing for search gener generative AI. And so the future state, it seems, is that they're going to be curating local listings as well as some um, blog posts that are relevant also to your keyword search. So they're combining the two, right? Right now, um, if you're looking at the website or if you're looking at the results page, it's kind of like an afterthought. Um, like they do prioritize, you know, local maps, but they're organizing it in search generative AI in such a way that it looks more, you know, UI friendly or UX friendly. And what's cool about that is they're literally telling us like in this beta, in this beta program, like, Hey, we're going to prioritize, um, you know, local businesses. And what's interesting about the results in, in SGA uh, or search generative AI is that they're curating all of these different pieces together and like summarizing it for you. So what the funny thing is I, I was doing some like test searches myself early on and I found that because some blog posts counteract each other. So in the, let's just give a quick context of like health, right? So if you say something like, is meat good for me? <laughs> There's obviously a lot of, you know, discussion around that across, you know, multiple, um, you know, quote unquote, uh, experts, right? Some people say it's good for you. Some people say it's bad for you. Some people say it's okay, you know, whatever. But the point is the search generative AI is just curating what other people are saying. So, um, even if it's right or wrong, <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, the point of me saying that is you can create content and as long as people are finding it useful and it's unique, um, and this is called the eat method, E E A T method. If you want to Google that as well, that's a good one to, to understand for SEO. Um, not, it's been shown that it's not really a ranking factor, but I think it contributes somewhat, you know, indirectly to ranking because you're providing content that people actually like and are linking to, and it's useful. Um, so when you create content that's useful and it has, you know, information that's unique to your experience and has shown results instead of just some random person, um, creating content that, you know, is not necessarily accurate because they're just making it up. <laughs> right. Um, it's actually more useful, right? If you, if you show that you have the experience doing these things and testing these things, um, in a, in whatever context it is, right. Real estate or, um, home services or professional services or software or whatever. So anyway, <clears throat> um, is SEO, let me go back to the question. Is SEO a, um, still, still, uh, you know, viable or is it still relevant this year? And I would say a resounding yes, right? Because when you don't have pages that are optimized, when you don't have content that's optimized for the search engine, when you don't have a Google business listing that's optimized for your area, <clears throat> number one, it's gonna be harder for people to find you because there's, you know, you're competing with a lot of other people and websites, right? Now, everybody wants to be on page one. And I think strategically, the best way to do it is to focus on local first, right? Um, even if you're not a local business per se, uh, so like, for example, a lot of software companies aren't necessarily local businesses, but they are, um, but they would be, you know, it would be helpful if you had a, an optimized local business listing for people in your area first, so that when somebody does search for you, you are prioritized from a brand perspective and you show up on a list, right? Um, for example, if you just Google like Red Rat Media, you'll see the Google business listing and it shows up regardless of the area that you're in, 
typically. And if you're in the Austin area, you know, we show up on in the Austin area as well. So um, having said that, you know, SEO is just one of many pieces of digital marketing, right? And what we try to do is we use, like I said earlier, we use our software combined with, you know, different like automations and landing pages and website um, and all that. But also we combine that with SEO, which we know is a long game, right? When you're creating content, it's not going to, you're not going to post the blog post and then have, you know, happen to have people go to your website overnight um, because Google has to take time to actually rent, you know, take that page, understand it, read it, make sure it's relevant and useful, and then index it on their site uh, or, or on their, in their database. And then you can use information like Google Analytics 4 and Google Search Console and behavioral analytics tools to identify, like, is this actually being useful? Are people clicking on this? Am I getting the impression but nobody's clicking, right? That's an indicator of people see it, but they're not really interested in it. So um, that's why you have to, you know, kind of think of SEO as an ongoing effort because it does change quite often and um, it's getting harder, right? It's getting harder to, uh, in general, for, for customers and clients to, to optimize their websites and pages. Um, now, like I mentioned earlier, you know, we, we basically blend software, SEO, pay-per-click, conversion rate optimization, like full funnel from the top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, down to the bottom of the funnel. And you have to think about that strategy, right? You have to think about, you know, is my free organic content from SEO or social media or blogs combined with my paid media, you know, getting me the results that I want, getting me the, you know, getting me the traffic, right? First of all, it's, it starts with the traffic, getting people's attention through paid or free um, options. Ideally both, right? You, you ideally want to combine both um, as your overall strategy, because if you just do one, you can just do one and be successful. Like obviously, you know, you, I've seen a lot of viral TikToks and, you know, whatnot, people get, you know, content and views from there. But the, the truth is, even if you get a viral TikTok or a viral short on YouTube or whatever, um, you're not really guaranteed for the, the right people to pay you. You might get attention from, from a lot of random ass people giving you, you know, negative comments or crazy comments, whatever, which I've experienced in the past. Um, but it doesn't guarantee that that is your ideal client, right? They may not be able to afford your service. They might not even be a business owner. They might not even, you know, need your service at all. So I think the viral content strategy is useful to try to, uh, tackle, and honestly, we got out of that, you know, kind of like organic social media content creation. We'll do it for you, but it's not not my favorite thing to do because I've learned that, um, you know, the pay to play model for for ads with a combination of SEO is has more behavioral intent than, you know, somebody trying to scroll on social media for entertainment. Right. You're scrolling up, you're scrolling up. Um, there are ads there and they, they work. Right. But they're not they're not as effective, I think, as like a Google ad or pay-per-click, you know, pay-per-click ad or, um, you know, or SEO because people are actually intending to search, right? In other words, nobody wants to be sold to anymore, right? And, and that's been, I feel like it's been like that for a long time. So when you think of the, the, the way that people act, you know, interact with Google and whatnot, they're searching for you, right? And ideally you want to show up when they search for you. Um, 
versus like you trying too hard to show up, you know, for them on like organic social media. So, and plus you have more control when, you know, when you have SEO and whatnot with keywords and paid advertising keywords and whatnot. So having said that, um, yeah, guys, SEO is still relevant. Um, glad to, you know, share all the resources that I have. If you go to redratmedia.com slash blog and you click on the SEO category, you'll see all the SEO related, um, you know, blog posts that we have out there, um, mostly written by yours truly myself, uh, just because I really enjoy it. It's fun. It's cool. It's interesting. Um, it's something that, um, I just kind of gravitate towards and I, and I realize that now, you know, leaning towards, um, leaning towards SEO has always been like in the back burner for me, but you know, more recently it's something that I love to do, um, and, and really enjoy helping clients with, cause it's, it's something that is necessary, right? And is still relevant to this day and will be probably and will be in the future because Google is going to be around for a while. Like it's going to be pretty rare that Google, um, you know, doesn't, uh, is not around in the next, let's say 20, 30, 50, hundred years. If it's not here in the next hundred years, I'd be really surprised. <laughs> so anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening on today's episode. So to answer the question in summary is, is SEO still relevant? this year? And the answer is absolutely a resounding 100, 1000%. And I'm not just saying that because we sell that, right? We sell the service for that. I am saying it because um, if you want that as one of your strategies, right? Um, along ideally blended with paid media, if you want that as one of your strategies, we know it really well, right? I have a really smart team that helps support the process. And so reach out to us um, at Red Rat Media, set up some time for a free strategy session, just fill out the form at the bottom of the website or on the contact page and uh, glad to, you know, glad to answer any questions. In the meantime, thank you guys so much for listening and have a good one.